friends, welcome back to another staff edition of, or another edition of the Staff Infection Podcast. Um, today, we are talking about Jubilee again, and this time the message was titled, Jesus and Justice. The staff and I, Chase, Sarah, Kirk, have all been visiting about uh, justice and the Bible, and we're going to talk about some of the things from the message Sunday. So I'm just going to turn it over to them to start the conversation, and they can talk about whatever they want to talk about, and we'll see how it flows. So one of y'all kick us off and talk about whatever point or whatever passage or just cough, um, whatever the Spirit leads, you go for it. Chase, I think you've been leading out so well each week. What do you got over there this morning? Chase wants to talk first so nobody steals what he's going to say. I guess just to start, I can – Give us a little framework as to what what the sort of the the message was. Um, so, so justice can't get us to justification, right? So, so justification being being our salvation, us serving justice to others, our works can't get us there, right? But once we are justified, once we are saved, then from there. We can serve justice to others. And in doing that, it'll lead those others the full circle back around to, to justification themselves. And um and yeah, and I think that's I think that's really really is a blessing. Uh when you really think about it, the idea that that our good works aren't gonna justify us, I think that really is a blessing. Because if you if you think about it, if you were to say that that our good works is what justifies us, then that means that we can do it ourselves. And if we can do it ourselves, then we're not in need of redemption. Therefore, we're not in need of a redeemer. Therefore, we are our own redeemer. And I think it is, I think it's a blessing, such a blessing. You know, the the other major monotheistic religions, I guess Judaism and, and, and uh, Islam, they don't have that. They they feel they have to do it themselves, and and I can imagine the the burden that that must feel feel like for them. We don't have to do these things. It's not up to us. We get to do these things. We've been redeemed, and and therefore we get to do these things. We get to serve others. It's our privilege to do so, and and so praise the Lord. I'm glad that I haven't had to earn it because it would have been bad news. Would have been. To say, look what we've done. Instead I, don't, of, I don't think I'd even want to say that. And I think I'd, <laughs> I'd just say, just suck it up and say, well, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to make it. Yeah. You brought up earlier story of the sheeps and the goats found in Matthew 25. And I like how that paints the picture for us because it talks about when the Son of Man comes in his glory with all the angels with him. Um, all the nations will be gathered before him, all peoples from every nation laying which tribe and tongue will come, and he'll separate one from the other as a shepherd separates his sheep and his goats. 
And the king will come, Jesus, and he'll say, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, Jesus said, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous, which would be the sheeps in this case, the sheep, they said, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or when did we feed you, or when did we see you thirsty, or when did we give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or give you clothes, or when did we see you sick or in prison? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it. For me, that's Jesus. Then he will say to those on the left, that being the goats, depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devils and the angels. I was hungry, you didn't give me nothing to eat. I was naked, you didn't give me nothing. I was cold, you didn't put a jacket on me. And so I think just that paints the picture beautifully for us because... When we follow Jesus and it lands on us how much he's done for us, we're poor in spirit. We realize if it wasn't for him, we'd be sunk, and there's nothing good in us but Jesus. When that lands on us, he will come and manifest himself in us. He'll tabernacle in us. He'll live in us, and he will do things through us that we're not even aware of. It'll just be the essence of who we are. And him working and flowing through through us unto others. And, man, that's a beautiful picture. And I think that's at the end of the day when we have good days or we win, I think we have to say, thank you, Jesus, that you won through me today. Not, well, I really killed that. But, boy, Jesus, you're, you're killing it, and I'm getting in on it. I'm experiencing the fun does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah i love i think it's crazy that they they were unaware you know they questioned jesus they didn't want to take credit for it when did we see this you know i think it may be a good prayer god blind us from from what you're doing in us so that we don't try to take credit from it. Mm. You know, you know, just, just be you through us. And we don't want to compete with your glory. We're not, we're not looking for any accolades. We don't need to know. Um, just do it, do whatever you want to do. Mm. That's a good word. Thank you. All right. Tuberculosis, go ahead. <laughs> um, I'll try to get through this without coughing on you guys. Um, I guess what strikes me the most is just that tension between works and faith and how, um, as believers, we can go too far one way or the other. Um, and I've always liked the verses you read, Kirk, because... Jesus points out works in those passages. And so that if that's not proof enough, 
that what we do after sanctification and salvation and justification, all those things, what we do after does matter. Um, and those verses are, are proof of that. But at the same time, um, good works don't save us. And uh, we're going to sing, or we sh- by the time y'all hear this, we should have sang this song on Sunday called All Sufficient Merit. Um, and it says, I lay down my garments, any empty boast, good works now all corrupted by the sinful host. And I love that line because it's saying, you know, the moment that we sin, all of our good works are rubbish to God. And um, and it's not until we accept Jesus that he sees his righteousness. The Father sees Jesus' righteousness in us, and our good works are suddenly relevant again because they represent Jesus. And so that just that tension, I think it's always there as believers, that tension of good works and why we're doing it and our heart behind it. Um, and I think it's something that we always have to be aware of and consider and I think there is a time where we need to go to the foot of the cross and be like I need to just focus on you I just need to stop with the busyness of the works and I need to you know get back to my relationship with you and I think that um, we just always need to be in that tension on both sides yeah that's right Yep, that is a uh, that tension's there, and I I just I don't I don't think we need to try to get comfortable with it. It's supposed to be uncomfortable, and we're supposed to be wrestling with those things all the time, and it's okay, and we don't get it right all the time, right? I mean, we don't, but there's there's grace for us. When we don't, we don't live in fear of God um, ready to rain a hammer on us every time we don't get it exactly right. But we are striving to be exactly right, right? Um, so, yeah. And you know, a few weeks ago, you one of your points was it's not easy believism. And that kind of reminds me of today where we're at with that. But in the tension of that, it really is easy, but we make it hard. Um, He paid such a high price. He did so much to, to buy us back with his blood. And we need to believe. Not... And when we do, it's not, we can overcomplicate the thing. But then today we're reminded about justice and justification. And there's that other side of it is work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And so if he's invested everything for us to buy us back, I think that return on the investment that he made should matter to us, to where we want to live for him. He died for us so that we would be freed up from our sin, our slavery, our bondage, our guilt, our shame. 
And that ought to make us want to live for him by serving others. And then back to what Chase said, then they will see your good deeds and give glory to your Father in heaven. He gets the glory. But they see him in you, in us, and in you listening to this podcast. They see Jesus in us and in you. And then they see how well we love one another. By this, they will know that you are my disciples, Jesus said. John, I believe that was. 13. John 13, 23 or 24. He, by this, they'll know you're my disciples by the love you have for one another. Man, I tell you what, that, that's, a, that's a really good gauge indicator of how we're doing is how well we're loving and how well we're extending the love that's been extended to us. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to read five of the six applications from Sunday. And I want y'all to pick one to pick on. Okay? I'm going to leave the last one off because I would have to preach part of the sermon to to kind of understand it. Number one, leave the cameras off when serving the vulnerable. Application. Number two, listen to people who are not like you. Number three, educate yourself. Number four, do not use the Bible to back up any injustice you are a part of. Number five, remove yourself from any injustice you are a part of. Pick on one of those with me, or pick at one of those, or hoe in that garden, or whatever you want to say. I would pick on educate yourself. Um, for anyone who doesn't know my story, um, me and my husband were in the foster care ministry for several years, and then we're out of it technically, but we still serve in that space. And then um, the bridge also serves in that space. And you think you know what people who are, who've lost their children, who are in addiction or in any of the situations that would cause you to lose your children. You think you know them and you don't. Um, you think, I mean, we automatically judge people in those situations and it probably wasn't until I got in that space that I learned, you know, how much trauma goes back through generations, how hurting people hurt people and how it's just, it's so much more than just this simple, you're a bad person. Um, and I think I, I, I did my best to educate myself through that and um, still fail at that. Um, I still let myself immediately judge people. Um, But just anybody who, not even just in that system, but anybody who needs um, the, you know, we talked about the vulnerable people, the poor, the the immigrant, the fatherless. um, The widow. The widow, yeah. Educate yourself on how they got to where they are and why they need 
a little extra justice in their life or why they need a little extra help because, I mean, it's just so easy to to look down on the least of these. Um, Mm. And, man, if you just talked to someone and heard their story and knew where they were coming from, you might um, find some empathy. And I know for me, I've... I've had that those thoughts in the back of my mind before of why should I help this person? Maybe they're not worthy of it. And I've had Jesus stop me right in my tracks and say, well, you weren't worthy of what I gave you. And for half a second I was like, but, and then I was like, nope, you are right. I was not worthy. And so I cannot ever say that of anyone who needs my help. Um, so yeah, I would say just educate yourself on on the situations people are in and and listen. Open your eyes. Good word. Anybody else? Wanna pick one? You don't have to. Yeah, there's a there's a couple there that stuck out to me. Um one of them being, and I'm, I'll probably word it wrong, but it was, don't use the Bible to to justify your injustices, um, which is so easy to do. You could, you could take the Bible and craft it to mean whatever you wanted to, really, if if you were inclined to do so, and that is a danger. And we talked about this last week, that when, that when Satan was tempting Jesus. He used the scripture to do so, you know. He was he took him on top of the temple and told him to jump down, you know. And then he quotes the scripture. I believe he quoted the Psalms, something along the lines of the angels will he'll send his angels down so that you won't gash your foot against the stone, you know. And he's he's, I think the message there was that he was using the Bible, he's manipulating the Word of God to say something that it, it never intended, and that you can you can do that if you're not careful. You can justify your injustices against people by using the word of God. And we all can fall victim to that and all probably have. I know I certainly have have done so. Um, and then the other was to get out of any, any of the injustices that you're a part of. It was something like that. And, and I, I think that that's a good word too is, and a part of that would be to, to recognize what the injustices look like. You have to, make a thorough inventory of yourself and be honest with yourself too because some of those injustices you may want to hang on to because for whatever reason you think they're right. But to take a thorough and honest inventory of yourself and see what the injustices are in your life that you're committing because chances are there probably are some. Myself included, there probably are some. Actually, there certainly are some. And you need to take a thorough inventory of what are some of the injustices that you may be acting out on on other people, what do those look like? Ask yeah. God. And and those those are the type of prayers that are dangerous prayers where you ask God, show me, show me where I'm falling short. Show me what are the injustices. You'll He will won't you'll he? get an answer back for that and you may not like it at all, but mm-hmm. he'll show you what it is. Yep. Yeah, those are the things that make us angry when God taps into those things we believe and he calls it an injustice that those are the things that really really tug at us and 
in extension to that, uh, you're you're right. Exam. We need to examine ourselves. And one thing that, or a couple things that help me with that, and kind of reveals some of that in my life, is hanging out with people that are different than me, and hanging out with children. <laughs> you better believe your it. children. And they won't do it rude. They don't even have to. God has a way of speaking and convicting you and showing you crystal clearly your folly and your shame, your hypocrite, critic, (laughs) that you're being a hypocrite. Or when they say something that you wish they didn't hear from you. Diagnoses you. Yep. Where'd you hear that from? From you. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, you can't say we don't say that if really we do say that. <laughs> yeah. Or you get on to them for something, and it's just what you do. I mean, yep. like, it's who you've been your whole life. Yep. And you get on to them, and they're. And they can just look at you with their pretty beautiful eyes that God gave them. And he says, that's you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you just I think diagnosed. we can all see that. Yep. Another place, and it kind of applies to all those, but Proverbs 31, and you wouldn't think of it being in Proverbs 31. Everybody thinks about the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. But in this proverb he starts out and these are words from king lemuel he starts out uh talking about how highly um how it increases the odds of somebody perverting justice if they're constantly drunk and then he goes on to say this speak up for those who have no voice for the justice of all who are dispossessed Speak up, judge right, righteously, and defend the cause, the cause of the oppressed and the needy. And so we're in a culture that is really good at speaking out. But the proverb, Jesus reminds us through this proverb right here, speak up for those who don't have a voice. And those are people, all, we have those kind of people all around us. Yeah. And it's the exact opposite of what this world says, you know, the pride and the powerful run this thing. And if you want to really find (laughs) just back, you know, what we were saying a while ago, Jesus says, you, you spoke up for those that were needy and dispossessed. And I noticed that he sees everything identifies with it. He identifies with it. It's who he is. He's done it for us time and time again. And when we speak up for those that don't have a voice, that's you can go home and sleep well at night ain't always easy but it's always the spot and when we don't we feel it too oh yeah when we don't we feel it too that that uh that that ick of knowing i had an opportunity to speak up on behalf of this person and I chose not to to save 
my own dignity, my own. What others thought of me. Yep. My own status. So I know I need to get better at this subject. This hasn't been an easy one this week. No, it's not. Um, you know, none of these are to me. It's, it's. I mean, they're right and true, and they're basic foundational principles of a believing life. But they're all... There's a reason we have to remember them. There's a reason we have to revisit them because we we walk away from the foundation a lot of times. So it's good for me. It's good for my soul to come back and just cultivate. And I hope I hope it's blessed. Whoever's listening to this um, drives us back to Jesus. Yep. And who He is. Yep. And what He's done for us. Yep. Um, y'all, thank you so much for doing this each week. Um, taking the time out of doing something else to do this. Uh, if you're listening and one of these or all of these have blessed you, I just want to ask you to send them a text and tell them you've listened and it's impacted you what they've said. Uh, that won't take much out of your day. Just tell them, hey, the thing you said about freedom or the thing you said about uh, healing or justice or whatever else it really impacted me thank you for doing that um i love you thank y'all for listening tune in again next week as we finish up our jubilee series with proclamation see ya